Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day and happy Hanukkah! How am I celebrating Hanukkah? Well, since I'm Cajun and Irish, I'm not going to have a traditional Jewish first night of Hanukkah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to head out to the Titanic Brewery right there by the U, and I'm going to drink some of their delicious craft beer. Oh, yeah, try to get into their mug club during the month of December. They track how many beers you drink, and if you drink enough, you get extra perks throughout the rest of the year in 2021 because you did all the hard work in December. A lot of hard work. A lot of hard work goes into that. And, of course, in true South Florida Jewish fashion, I'm going to eat a whole slab of ribs and... I'm going to get a blue cheese side salad and some fries. Oh, going to be oh so good. Titanic, I am headed your way getting my fill. You are going to get your fill of great sports information and talk over the next hour. We're going to fill you up with some of the Joe Rose Show, talking to Super Bowl coach Brian Billick, all things NFL. Dan Lebertard Show, gone to the dogs, and it is absolutely going to be hilarious. Then Hawk and Crowder asks a tough question. Harden for Hanukkah? Right now, load up on the headlines from the Modelo Especial Sports Desk. Tonight at 820, the Rams take on the Pats. The Dolphins and AFC Rookie of the Week nominee Tuatanga Baloa will play Super Bowl champs, the Chiefs, Sunday at 1. Kane's QB, Derek King, says he would not mind coming back to play for Miami next year, but has made no decision on his future yet. Miami faces North Carolina Saturday at 3.30. James Harden has added the heat to his trade wish list. Miami opened exhibition play Monday against New Orleans. In other NBA news, the Mavs are expected to release J.J. Barea, while Paul Gasol hopes to return to the Lakers so he can play next season alongside his brother, Mark. The Canes basketball team and Florida Gulf Coast do battle Saturday at noon. The Marlins have made it official that they are promoting Jacksonville to their AAA affiliate, the Jumbo Shrimp, were the organization's double-A team last year. The U.S. men's national team scored five goals in 10 minutes en route to a 6-0 win over El Salvador last night at Inter-Miami FC Stadium. 
LSU has announced a self-imposed bull ban this season in response to an NCAA investigation into improper booster payments to players. The Tigers are 3-5 with two games left in the season. Headline sponsored by Modelo Especial, the perfect beer for your home tailgate. Modelo Especial, a beer brewed with the fighting spirit. Now that that's been done, it is time to relax and take a step into the day spa. <sighs> a Chinese martial arts master is fighting to keep the tradition of iron crotch kung fu alive. The act includes hitting oneself with a battering ram in the groined area over and over again. Uh, some traditions may need to die. A Florida couple recently had $250,000 worth of jewelry returned to them anonymously after they were found left at a charity show. See, Florida, we're not the worst, right? After having its taxidermy rabbit stolen and offering a reward, an Indiana restaurant had what is now its mascot returned with a note saying, sorry, it was a drunken mistake. Not me. I think not me. A homeowner in Australia wrote an angry note to his home builders after they used his inside toilets and stole their virginity. Yes, toilet virginity. It's a real thing. A man told his fiance she could not wear a white wedding dress because she's not pure. Uh, hey dude, I know they say honesty is important in a marriage, but I think you're taking that the wrong way. To the Exergen Weather Center, tonight's forecast, clear with temperatures in the mid 60s. Waking up in the morning, I always gotta get my shot of Joe. I got a cup of Joe, drink it, but a shot of Joe is the Joe Rose Show from 6 to 10 weekdays earlier today. He and Zach Krantz in Hollywood making it happen with former coach of the Ravens. He won a Super Bowl with those guys, Brian Billick. I love what Brian Billick does on TV, and you're going to love what he does right here with Joe Rose and the team. Talking about, did he ever have to correct his coordinators? Oh, <laughs> If you're a Jets fan, you know what I'm talking about. Also, KC is coming to town. How do you attack the Chiefs' weapons? What will happen with the Patriots? Ooh, there's a game tonight. About to find out in just a little while. And some thoughts on those once undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. Coach, we got a, we got a whole bunch of stuff if, if you don't mind today. So sit back in your chair and help me out a little bit. Going back to the, the Greg Williams and Adam Gay situation and, and the call on the blitz, we all know is something you wouldn't do. I, I want to ask you as a head coach, though, have you ever heard, you've been a coordinator, you've been a head coach, have you ever, as a head coach, heard something one of your coordinators was doing and going, nah, 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 don't like that, this is what I want to do? You ever overruled one of your coaches? Oh, yeah. I mean, there are times, and that's pretty dramatic, you know, and, and whether Adam was actually hearing or following what was being called, that was pretty. Now, if that had got home, that have, you know, forced the, the, the turnover, the ball to come out quick, they would say, ah, oh, what a great aggressive call. Now, make no, no mistake, uh, it, that's a head-scratcher to be in zero <laughs> coverage at yeah. the end of the game on right. a team. I mean, just, you got the game won. That is a head-scratcher. Uh, but, yeah, that, that'll happen occasionally, and not from the standpoint of, oh, you stupid, what are you doing, as much as sometimes there are times when you, you help them from themselves, going, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, you want to – Let's rethink that one just a little bit. My guess is Adam Gase wasn't even listening to the call. Correct. Uh, right. uh, at that point. <laughs> uh, and, and you got to trust your coordinators to try to do the right thing. How important is it as a head coach? I just got to ask you these head coach because you're the only one that's been a head coach. 
I want to ask you, how often and how important is it when you're a head coach that you listen to special teams, offense and defense as a head coach? You know, it is. You can't, you can't do it all and you can't micromanage. And particularly if you're going to be involved on one side of the ball or the other. I mean, that's just, that's just a bridge too far. But you do have to go. That's, I used to, I used to uh, run the scout teams because that was my way. When you sit with your coordinators, say, okay, here's the game plan. Here's what we're going to do. And they'll lie to you. You know, they'll tell you what you want to hear and then go run what they want to run. Uh, but by running the scout teams, I'd see it every day. And, 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 and so if I'm getting through practice and I've been running the scouts team and looking at the cards, I can come back and go, well, wait a minute now. You said you were going to do a lot more of this or that. I'm not seeing it yet in practice, okay? And that doesn't mean they're being duplicitous about it. It's just sometimes, you know, they're, they're, they, it evolves in a certain way. But, yeah, you, you've got to be on top of it. You have to know what's going on, even if you're not going to be controlling it or up on it on a call-by-call, tick-tock, minute-by-minute basis. Yeah, interesting stuff there in Jets land, uh, for sure. Uh, down here in Miami this weekend, uh, Coach, we have Kansas City coming to town in the biggest test for this Dolphins team that's trying to get in the playoffs and right there in the fold right now. The Miami defense, second in scoring defense this year, giving up a lot of yards but not giving up a lot of points. What do you see with Kansas City coming to town against this right now, one of the best defenses in the NFL, the Miami Dolphins? Yeah, you're stepping into the A-Leagues, aren't you? This is the big league. Here's the tough thing against Kansas City, and Miami is certainly capable of doing this because we've seen teams do this to Kansas City. Uh, You're not going to stop them. You can only hope to contain them. But one, you can't give up the big big plays down the field like Tampa. When when was it going to occur to Todd Bowles? You can't go one-on-one with three kill, okay, because you're going to lose. So you can't give up the big play. Force them to throw the ball underneath. Come up and tackle well. Now, they're capable of moving the ball that way. Make no mistake. But you can't let them have the big plays. You've got to keep Patrick Mahomes in the pocket. Offensively, you, when you get into the red zone, you got to have touchdowns, not field goals. You've got to come up with your share of big plays as well to change field position. And you've got to win the time of, uh, of position battle time of possession battle now the hard part is you got to do all of them you, you can't just do like four out of the five and and that's the tough thing in playing a good team like kansas city if you're going to beat them you've got to do it all and i think kansas you know miami's capable of it in certain areas now i look at the last week's game you can't go for one to ten on third down you go one and one of ten on third down you're, you're going to lose because that just means you're giving the ball to patrick mahomes you've got to sustain drives whether it's running the ball scrambling around or dumping the ball underneath. You certainly have to have your sh- but uh, one of ten on third down is not going to get it done. The, you know the Dolphins blitz. We like to call them the dancing seven. They give you a lot of different blitzes and stuff. How do you go about blitzing Mahomes who will just keep backing up, backing up with that big strong arm and still whip it wherever he wants? How do you go about going after him? And he can run, by the way. I left that out. How, how do you attack that? Yeah, that's, that's the tough thing. Uh, and he's got so many options. Uh, when you do bring blitz and you are playing man, uh, that he can go to. And that's the difficulty. And, and it is. Uh, if, if, if you're going to double three kills, I think he's going to go to Travis Kelsey or Watkins. He's got lots of options. You've got to keep in the pocket. So that means if you bring a five or six man rush, probably a five man rush, you almost have to mush rush in terms of, yeah, you want to get home on the quarterback and put pressure on him, but just don't let him out of the pocket. Make him operate strictly from the pocket. Now, he can do that pretty well, and yes, he can beat you that way. It's not like I'm not saying, okay, don't let him out of the pocket because he can't beat you throwing the ball from the pocket. He can. But if you let him outside the pocket, you let him break contain, it's done, game, set, match. 
Good point. That's right. It's right accurate right there. Uh, Coach, I want to ask you about the New England Patriots. Six and six, still fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, but some games they can't throw for, you know, 50 yards in a game and they rush the ball. Some games they can't throw the ball a little bit. A very weird offense that, that uh, Coach Belichick's got up there in New England. Yet, 6-6, six and six, a little surprising to a lot of people. I didn't think they'd even be this good. Yeah, you know, and, and, and going into the season, you kind of saw that this is where they were, but you just had such a faith in New England and Belichick and they'd somehow pull it out. Now, the fact that they morph from one week to the next is that's classic uh, uh, New England football, right? There's even with Brady, there'd be times come out, they'd throw it 50 straight times, and then the next game come out and run it 40 straight times. So they're, you know, Josh uh, McDaniel, and they're going to kind of push and shove and get through where they can. At the end of the day, they're just not a very good football. They're not good enough, I think, against really good teams to sustain it, but yet they can still kind of hang around it. And because of the pedigree, you kind of half believe in it and see where they end up with it. You know, we'll have to wait and see. I don't know if this formula against good teams is going to hold up. Coach, I want to ask you about copycat league. We always hear that. Matter of fact, everybody friggin' uses it. And again, I'm going back to you as a head coach. If something works that you've seen, like maybe Denver did something that worked against Kansas City to keep that game close, do you put that in? Is that something you consider putting in the following week? Well, you look, you look at, you look at variations of. Okay, something like that if you just all of a sudden go in and they're doing something and you're gonna okay they're gonna run this series and we we don't do anything like that but we're gonna put it in that's a mistake i always hear offensive coordinators who have defensive head coaches get frustrated with that because they look at the film too and going oh boy this really hurt them the counter you got to run the counter the counter kills them well coach we don't run the counter i don't care put it in (laughs) well i I don't you know i i don't i don't know that that's got a real path for success but no certainly when you look at see certain schemes or certain concepts that work or certain matchups, then, oh, that's what you look at the film for. That's exactly what you're looking for. And you're going to see if you can scratch around, you know, what you have. Is there an element of what you do that you can take advantage of it the same way? Coach, what do you think about Pittsburgh, uh, by the way? I mean, last two games have not played that well. Obviously lost their first game. Uh, Didn't play that great against a Baltimore team that you only had about 15 players actually playing in that game. But this is not a good time to play kind of your worst football, right? The time the, the end of the season like this? Well, it, you know, it, it's kind of predictable. You know you're going to hit a game like that. I'm sure Mike Tomlin is used as a, as a teaching to be able, okay, what are we what are we not going doing that we did in the previous 11 games, guys? Where is that focus? And you're talking about during the week, whether it's film study or extra weight workout or whatever it is. Did we lose focus? Because we're a good football team, and they are a good football team. And you got to give credit to Washington. That front seven was spectacular. They um, Pittsburgh had a lot of drops. I just did a, a show in, in Pittsburgh, and all they're talking about is, you know, what do you do when you have guys dropping the ball like we had that has just now all of a sudden shown up? So they're still a good football team. But, yeah, they they got to get it corrected because uh, they, they still want to – I mean, they hold the tiebreaker right now. But remember, in the playoffs, only the top seed gets the, the, the bye. And so they're – you know, in Kansas City, obviously, still playing well. Uh, this this is there's a lot to play for even though they have a fairly good separation in the division uh, Cleveland's got a tough game against Baltimore It'll be a big game uh, but yeah you, you know late in the season you got to some to particularly when things are going well you know the same thing the same thing that will rob your focus when you're not playing well and you're one and eleven it's mm. the exact same thing that'll get you when you're eleven and one and that is what is what is it you know, the one is obviously it's how we're not very good and you get down emotionally the other is you get to feeling maybe a little too good about yourself and your routine maybe isn't as strident or as hard or as focused as it has been to get you to that point and that's where the coach really has to kind of 
put the two by four to the head and say, hey, guys, wake up. We, we're, we're better than this. As a coordinator or as a head coach, you ever had to pull the Carson Wentz and tell a guy, hey, I'm going to have to sit you? That's a tough one because once you go down that path and this idea that he can learn, you know, and maybe he'll see some things <laughs> yeah. from the no. All, all he's going to learn is, is, is sitting on the bench going, Ooh, good thing I'm not in there because that line sucks and I'm getting my butt kicked. Uh, the, and I, it, this may not be a mad move for Carson Wentz because I don't think he could, he could get through the year healthy. The way that offensive line's playing, the receivers are in and out of it. This is, this is a tough course for Doug Peterson because he is a franchise quarterback. You've got a huge amount of money invested in him. Uh, the worst thing, and, and of all places, because we know Philly – is such a warm, giving, forgiving town. You know they're not going to uh, be tough on their quarterback. You go down this path, it then leads to the well. We're going to have open competition uh, next, you know, off season and next training camp. Wow, with a franchise quarterback like with Carson Wentz, boy, that's going down a path. I don't know that you want to go. Especially after you gave him pretty big money, too. That's a big uh, problem for the team. Yeah. Coach, how's the podcast going? I know you're doing the Q Factor podcast. I know it was based after uh, the book that you wrote, The Q Factor, The Elusive Search for the Next Great NFL Quarterback. But how's that podcast going right now? It's going great. I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm visiting with a lot of different people about the subject of the process of choosing a quarterback in the first round and how flawed it can be, From whether it's from Hall of Fame quarterbacks, general managers, uh, it's it's interesting to kind of do the post-mortem on it and their perspective of it right now. Uh, it's been a fun thing to do, and I think very enlightening in terms of the process itself when it comes to evaluating and procuring and drafting those quarterbacks, particularly in the first round, which right now is a 50-50 proposition at best. Just look at all the teams, Coach, right now. Just as right now, we're talking about Carson Wentz, all the teams that might be looking for quarterbacks when this season's over. That book and podcast come at a great time, Coach, trying to figure right. that one out. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, Coach. All right, guys. Sounds all great. Right. Thank you. Between Joe Rose, Brian Billick, and Zach Krantz, man, you got some football knowledge right there. I'm not going to say which one has the most. You know why. I am going to tell you. Dan Levitard show, 10 to noon. You know why you should listen. You're just looking for anything with dog in it? Like at least barking up the wrong tree. Who let the dogs out? All right, we'll keep going. All right. I feel like he's being hounded. Go ahead. Have at it. Stugatz will get in here with his clunky dog day afternoons that don't make sense. Dan, you're getting mad here. Your bark is worse than your bite, though. Gotta risk it to get the dog biscuit. (laughs) This segment is rough. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Get ready for pun fun with the Dan Levitard Show just five minutes away. Plus, we have a special music birthday we're going to celebrate right after this on 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Welcome back to 560, the Joe Radio Rewind. Running back some of the best audio you've heard here on 560 over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day on all the social medias at Dan Day Radio. Uh, Anytime you want to just jam out and riff out, throw some Dinosaur Jr. on. There, guitar virtuoso Jay Maskus, 55 today. Let's enjoy by hearing some of his music. Dinosaur Jr., feel the pain. I feel the pain Oh, 
Oh, Dinosaur Jr. Gotta love that feel of the pain. Hopefully, Jay Maskus is not feeling any pain today on his 55th birthday. Listen to that riffage. Man's got some fast fingers. Dan the Man Levitard, you can hear him on right here, 560 The Joe, from 10 to noon weekdays. Man, those guys had me rolling earlier talking about dog Twitter, Dan's watermelon head, and the Redlands here in Miami. It's just gone to the dogs. We have to get to Billy's thoughts on dog Twitter. I don't know what those thoughts are. I don't know what dog Twitter is, but we will get to those. It's amazing. Okay, we'll get to you in a second. Hold on. Nothing takes precedent over Christine Lisi. And finally, watermelons are about 91% water. Ironically, so is Dan's rather large face. Whoa! Wow. Uh, rather, thank wow. you for the rather there. I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate the rather there. That's nice of you, Christine. Uh, Billy, what is dog Twitter? I don't. Uh, I I just know that a whole lot of the people who have the largest problems with me generally have photographs that they're taking with dogs in their avatar. Because dogs are delightful. Dogs are the best. You guys don't follow dog accounts and just dog Twitters and dog Instagrams and just look pictures of dogs doing things it's the nicest thing in the world it's so innocent you just see a dog and you're like wow what a what a great pup that is wow my day's not that bad look at this pup i'm so happy now you don't follow dog accounts none of you it's the best thing the problem is, is that everybody thinks that their dog is worthy of an instagram or a twitter account and you know all dogs are great but every dog can't have 40,000 60,000 followers you know Every dog has his day. Billy, why uh, why do you, do you imagine that Tony is shaking his head sadly? What's the matter, Tony? Are you judging I Billy for, for his life? No, you, guys, you guys have interesting tensions between you. We do, and obviously it's been long noted that I have an anti-dog birthday situation going on, okay? So this is also long noted. Yes, a year ago, I think <laughs> that I'm against dog birthdays, and it's been a year, so it's actually been rather long. But this all stems from the same place. Why is it that the owner thinks that they have the dog that should be on social media? Then they pretend like they're talking like the dog, woof, woof, like, get out of here. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So that uh, escalated quickly into get out of here. He needs more dogs in his life, Dan. I'm telling you that right now. I am just totally, saw some good boys. I am totally with Billy on this. I follow a couple of puppy accounts. Now, mm. my, my kids, they want us to get a new dog, even though we currently have a dog, Finny, but that dog is getting older. But there are few things that will put a smile on your face, no matter what kind of mood you're in, no matter what's going on in the world, than a beautiful golden retriever puppy. It will make you smile every single time. Put it on the poll, Guillermo. Will a golden retriever puppy make a smile on your face every single time? I have friends on Twitter that I've never met in real life that I just exchange dog pictures and dog accounts with. Shout out to Lolo. I'll send Lolo some pictures of dog accounts and I'll tell her of dog hashtags that I think she'll find interesting. It's the best. My wife is obsessed with this one dog Instagram account. It's this dog. It's like I think the dog has like two legs and is blind and it's still like a really happy dog. And it's like adorable. But like that's the there's a wide spectrum here. It's not just like. You know, your stereotypical dogs, so all it, types of All dogs. right, well, help me. Thank you, Chris, for doing that. But uh, in Billy and Tony's uh, measurements of this kind of thing, is the two-legged blind dog worthy of an account? Uh, because you guys say not all dogs are. So is this dog torso 
something, uh, Tony, that you find uh, yeah, something Tony. that deserves an Instagram account. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to put you in this position. Terrible mm-hmm, spot, Tony. man. Actually, the funny thing is that dogs that have special cases should be elevated to a different pedestal. Not every normal run-of-the-mill dog should have an Instagram, but this dog should. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a very happy story. A very happy dog well torso uh, that well, must maybe be a very- GoFundMe. I don't know about an Instagram account. I'm glad the dog's getting through a rough patch. No pun intended, but. I you feel know, like I you did intend more. that pun. I feel like that was. I don't. I feel like you did no pun intended while purposely. You had intentions there. Definitely. Yes, for you guys sure. are barking up the wrong tree with that one. Oh Jesus! <laughs> dog day afternoon. What? Just <laughs> you're just looking for anything with dog in it? Like at least barking up the wrong tree. Who let the dogs out? All right, that we'll keep rough. going. Well, all right. I feel it's, like he's being hounded. Go ahead. Have at it. Stugatz will get in here with his clunky dog day afternoons that don't make sense. Dan, you're getting mad here. Your bark is worse than your bite, though. Gotta risk it to get the dog biscuit. <laughs> this segment is rough. Oh, we already okay, did we're that do one. Three roughs. Woof. Oh man. <laughs> okay. So you're all in on the dog accounts, Billy. You you are someone who believes that everyone listening to this needs to start following as much as they can. As many dogs as they possibly can because there are so many good boys out there, one of whom is not the dog I am presently fostering, who won't stop uh, chewing on things. My remote control, I don't have any access to one of my televisions now. Because- Ooh, that happened to me too. What'd you do? I had to look up the model of my TV and then go and order a special remote. I had to come in the mail why and then he, he through that one this? too. Same thing it's a shared experience. <laughs> but why and are you happy? I was frustrated like Dan. I, mean- I have no access to the television in my living room now. I can't even I can't even do my job in my living room of watching sports because this pit mix ends up chewing up just chewing up everything really i can't i can't stop uh i inherited him fostered him uh because just there's a terrible situation in uh miami where dogs are just end up getting released in an area where people don't want to care for them anymore in the redlands and so there are a bunch of dogs just running around out there and so this one is a particularly friendly and warm one that valerie decided to rescue uh but he won't stop destroying uh things in my home and I've come home a few times now where the trainer is working with him. The trainer has total control over this animal. This this animal would never eat the trainer's remote control. But anytime I turn my back, something else that I need is is torn apart by this animal. So in the Redlands, there's just like this dog. It's not really a sanctuary. It's quite the opposite. No, of it's that. the opposite. It's the yeah. it's the worst. It's like, like it's a, Isle of Dogs. Well, I don't think I think a lot of people listening to this. If you don't care for dogs, don't think about dogs. You're not going to understand the attachment uh, to dogs. One of the greatest stories I've ever told on this radio show, heartbreaking and funny, is my dog dying in my arms, and I haven't been able. Like I still, Scott. My last 18 months with this animal in a diaper, trying, not in any pain, but not wanting to choose to end his life, changed for 18 months my life in a way where I had a much smaller life taking care of this animal. And furthermore, I still wake up at night because for 18 months I had to get up. He would get stuck in places and corners because his hips weren't working well. I still hear that sound in my sleep Uh. sometimes and like just sort of because for 18 months I had to keep getting it's why my sleep's all screwed up. I had to keep getting up to try and get my dog to not be stuck someplace in the house. The attachment that you form to these animals is such that that loss was such that I until recently could not bear 
the idea of having another dog and loving another animal that way. You should let sleeping dogs lie. Are you? I am. You're not sorry. No, but I am. You're not sorry. There's not in any way that you're sorry. You're never sorry for this stuff. You're always jazz hands. Where can I get my applause and my laughter? I feel sick to my stomach. Sick as a dog. Sorry. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well played, Stu Gatz. Well played. Speaking of well played, Hawk and Crowder. Well played. Anybody want James Harden to the heat for Hanukkah? Ah, asking the hard questions on the Hawk and Crowder Show. Hawk, Crowder, Solana, myself, we're all celebrating the first night of Hanukkah tonight. Of course, Hawk and Solana a little differently because they are Jewish. Crowder and I a little differently. Crowder, he's going to be hitting some funky Buddha hop gun. As I said earlier, I'm going to the Titanic Brewery right there in Coral Gables by the U and drinking some of their craft beer and having some ribs, oddly enough, but... Next, we are going to answer, it's not an age-old question, I guess it's about a couple hours-old question, Harden for Hanukkah, plus another big musical birthday on the way. It's 560 The Joe, Radio Rewind. Five sixty, the Joe Radio Rewind, running back some of the best audio you've heard here on Five Sixty, the Joe. Over the past twenty-four hours, you hear those simple but yet lovely drums. Well, that is Meg White, former drummer of the White Stripes. Today she is forty-six years young. So I'm figuring in celebration. Let's ring that doorbell with the White Stripes. Of course, I could have played you one of the more popular songs, Icky Thump, Seven Nation, Army, the hardest button to button, but no, I like Doorbell. White Stripes celebrating what would have been their 20th anniversary, huge box set, all the extras, so if you're a Jack White fan, of course, he's got 50,000 bands, but the White Stripes kind of started it all. Happy birthday, Meg White. Happy Hanukkah from the Hawk and Crowder Show, weekdays from 2 to 6, celebrating but first asking, what is Hanukkah? Also asking, Harden for Hanukkah? And the Mount Rushmore of Jewish food. Some kids write lists for their Christmas gifts and they send them all off to their Santas. But I don't trip off a list for my gift. I'ma get it cause I got eight chances. That's right, eight nights, festival of lights. Go hard for a week with a plus one. So y'all keep stressing, be good, learn lessons. Behind yeah, crank up, up the Hanukkah right now. Let me hear this. I'm gonna get a puff beaver Hanukkah. Where did you find this, Solana? You're a big Hamilton fan. The guy that plays Thomas Jefferson, uh, Davi Diggs. Yeah, he uh, he released this for I think Disney Channel, and like every Jewish mother I know on Facebook was reposting this. Oh, this is funny as hell. I'm gonna get a puppy for Hanukkah. <laughs> Delightful. Man, this is good here. Tonight is the first night of Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, everybody! Isn't it? It's eight nights of gifts, right? Eight nights. Eight crazy nights. Like, 
do the kids have a list of eight and those are their eight gifts? Do they give you a 20 and you get to pick? Like, how do the, how do the eight gifts get, get decided? I don't know. You know, my kid is so spoiled. <laughs> it's pretty much just just keep handing me stuff. I mean, it's a little different now. He's 16. He, you know, he wants a, a PS5, so he'll get some money towards that. And I've been, uh, I don't know if he's listening to me in the other room. I doubt it because he loves Pat McAfee and not our show. Um, but we, <laughs> I've just, I told you, I love those Instagram ads that pop up. So I got him like a whole bunch of t-shirts. He loved the, he loves the Chicago Bulls. They have that new city edition, which he loves. So I got him a couple of those. I got him a Bulls hoodie, got him, uh, I don't know, a couple other, you know, just some little t-shirts and, and stuff. Cause they're into, you know, t-shirts and hoodies. Him and his friends, so it's a little different. But the kids, I guess they make a list, like uh, like a Christmas list. I'm guessing. Yeah, because that's my. I'm just thinking about it. Like if puppies on there, wouldn't that be two days? That's a pretty big gift. <laughs> I'm gonna get a puppy for Hanukkah. <laughs> or PS5, man. Like you know, could you give him a hundred dollars five days in a row, whatever, to get a PS5? I don't. Hell no, I'm not giving him a hundred dollars five days in a row. <laughs> but he can. I can give him a hundred dollars, and then hopefully. Uh, Grandma and Grandpa give him a hundred dollars, and then uh, he's hopefully saved some money from uh, from whatever work he's done and whatever, and he'll uh, be able to get a puppy for Hanukkah. Really like that? <laughs> Hope he does. I, get know, a puppy I know. For Hanukkah. I know Rocky would love a puppy now. You know. Anybody want James Harden to the Heat for Hanukkah? Yes, I do. Do you? Would you? Would you want James? I mean, this is really taken off today because yeah. Shams Sharania reported that James Harden uh, has put the Miami Heat on his list. So, if you had to give away the house to get him, would you? Oh, yes. Like he's a proven. He's an All Star. He's a, a league. You know, he's lead the league in scoring years and years. Like I understand the culture. I understand young development, but. He's a great player. You don't want great players on your team. I thought we acquire talent, and he's very talented. I mean, you know, he's one of the best players in the NBA. Solana, though, I mean, you fall in love with the roster and, and the Heat. What, 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 what's your thought? My thoughts, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. I think Greg Sylvander of Five on the Floor reported this, and then it kind of blew up like maybe less than a month ago. We talked about this. My position hasn't changed. It would be very difficult to lose Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. I think those two guys are beloved down here, especially Hero. But you can flip Hero and D-Rob for James Harden, and you're pairing Bam, Jimmy, and James Harden. It's the best trio in the league. Now, wait a second. Wait a second, though. Here, yes, I agree with this. If you put James Harden, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo out there as your big three, you compete with anybody. Anybody. Because nobody needs the ball as much as James Harden. That's what makes that threesome so special, right? Mm -hmm. It's not Harden and Westbrook arguing for the ball. Bam doesn't need it. Jimmy Butler doesn't need it. It makes it work in that aspect. But let me just read to you what Barry Jackson wrote in the Miami Herald before you're just thinking that it's Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. This is what Barry Jackson writes. To facilitate a trade from a cap standpoint, Miami would surely, uh, assuredly need to include Andre Iguodala and Kelly Olynyk. Goran Dragic, Myers Leonard, Udonis Haslam not only have the rights to veto a trade this season, but they couldn't be traded until February 6th, per ESPN front office insider Bobby Marks. 
Avery Bradley, Mo Harkless cannot be traded until February 6th as well. Miami obviously isn't trading Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo. So that leaves Iguodala and Olenek as the only big salaries that realistically can be used to facilitate a Heat trade for Harden. The bigger question is whether the Heat has enough assets to appeal to Houston. Tyler Hero would assuredly need to be included. So would either Duncan Robinson or Kendrick Nunn, both of whom are restricted free agents next summer. Teams typically cannot trade rookie first-round picks until 30 days after signing, but Mark said that schedule's been condensed this season, meaning Precious Achua can be included in the trade. Houston also covets draft picks, and that's an area where the heat is limited. Right now, Miami cannot trade any future first-round picks unless it reaches an agreement with OKC to unlock protections on the 2023 heat first-rounder that's due to OKC, which also owns Miami's 2021 first-rounder. So the 20 2023 pick is lottery protected, meaning if Miami misses the playoffs, the Heat keep the first round pick. But if the Heat agrees to eliminate that protection, and OKC obviously would obviously have no problem with that, then Miami could trade its 2025 and 2027 first round picks to Houston. Teams cannot trade first round picks more than seven years out. So Barry Jackson writes, the best possible Heat offer would be Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, or Kendrick Nunn, whichever Houston prefers, Precious Achua, their first-round picks in 2025 and 2027, and Kelly Olynyk and Andre Iguodala. Oh. To get <laughs> now, the, how to, do you feel? To get the deal done now, by the way. To get the deal done now. Because, as, Correct. You, as you mentioned, if Harden still on Houston in February, if the Heat had to wait till then... Goran Dragic becomes available to trade. Uh, so do the other guys that they just signed now as well. But you're talking about Houston obviously yeah. is going to want draft picks. And and so right. now the Heat are going to have to unprotect the draft pick to OKC in order to trade maybe two first-round draft picks to Houston. Now you're talking about, you know, now it's not, oh, we like Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Now it's we are all in on James Harden, who, by the way, has proven he's not really a guy capable of leading you to a win. Now, you don't necessarily need it because you went to the NBA Finals without him, but I'm saying there's a big bounty in there for Houston. It's not the way that you're making it sound. And, bro, the 2025 and 2027, it's crazy to say. I'm not, you know, the players are, you know, trading hero and presses. We haven't even seen presses dribble a ball yet. But the 2025 and 2027 holds me up because James Harden's going to be retired when we have to pay that up like he won't even be in the league in 2027 that's what I'm saying like you're I mean you know again I I love the idea of adding James Harden because I do think he fits on the heat team more than anywhere else right specifically because he can have the ball and 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 there's times where we've all we've we've complained about Jimmy Butler not wanting the ball (laughs) enough you know so it it fits but man I mean the way Barry Jackson now if there's not a lot of suitors out there, obviously the market diminishes. And if the Heat's not interested in giving all that up, it doesn't matter anyway. They can say, hey, we're only interested in giving up X, Y, and Z. And if you don't want it, you don't want it. We're fine with the roster that we have. But uh, there, there's, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts here, Solana.
as you always like to say. No, I mean, there are. I, 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 again, that's why I said hero Duncan Robinson, because I don't think there's any possible way Miami can pull this off without trading both of those two. I don't think Houston well, would Forget prefer- those guys. What about the 2025 and 2027 first-round draft picks? Are you okay with that? I don't know if I'm okay with it, but I do know how Pat Riley thinks. And this is how Pat Riley thinks. If we have a window right now, which the Miami Heat, without James Harden, were in the NBA Finals in the most unprecedented season in basketball history, and then you're going to add arguably the greatest scorer ever to play the game to this team, which already offensively was good. I was about to say great, probably not great, but good. Like, Pat Riley, why would he hesitate on that? Like, why wouldn't he be doing everything he possibly can to put together Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler and add the greatest score, arguably, to ever play the game? I know how Pat Riley thinks he'd be willing to mortgage two first-round picks in the late 2020s for a chance, a really good chance, at a title contender right now. And seeing the first round, I know, like, I'm with you too, Solano. You made me think about this, talking about how Pat Riley thinks, where for a long time, like, his whole thing is he doesn't covet those draft picks. The young guys, you know, like, let me go get a team. Let me go get a all-star so we can compete for a and, championship. And that's changed, Crowder, by the way. Like, to be fair to the Heat, they've become one of the best teams in the NBA. I don't know if that's Pat or Eric Spolster and his staff, but they've become one of the best teams at, and, and you see it with Bam Adebayo, and, and yes. the list goes on and on, at drafting players and developing them. I was going to say, Bam and Hero. So, like, are we going to give up a Bam and Hero in 2025 or 2027, whoever that name would be, yeah. you know, for James Harden now? I, the, the the ransom. The ransom is – is I'm uncomfortable with the ransom. I don't think the right. whole culture or James is going to mess up the team and he doesn't fit here and all. Like, Spo will find a way to use James and Jimmy and Bam and Precious and those guys together. But I can't even go down the list because of the fact that this ransom for James is going to be so high. Right. That's the part where you get hung up on. Uh, Send me some latkes to the house, man. I love them little, <laughs> them little pancakes, man. Those are the best, man. Good, good, uh, that's good. the best. Sour cream or apple Jews don't have a ton to offer in the food arena, but latkes are one of them. Sour cream. Mount Rushmore of Jewish foods. Brisket. Yeah, brisket. Oh, brisket's Good awesome, brisket. Lox and bagels. Like the yes. combo. You know what I mean? Lox and bagels. Yes. Potato latkes. Mm-hmm. What would be the fourth Solana? It's not gefilte fish, so don't even... Uh, don't no. even say that. Apples and honey? No. no come on, bro. The no. matzo ball soup. Get out of here. Oh, matzo ball soup. Yeah. Come on. Look at that. Crowder knows the list better than you. <laughs> you fake Uruguayan Jew. <laughs> Apples dipped in honey. How dare you? <laughs> the lamest part of Rosh Hashanah. Oh, Solana, come on. We got to get off to a better start on Hanukkah than that. I love Jewish food. I love Jewish culture. I love Jewish people. I love it all. That's why I'm going to celebrate a little bit of Hanukkah myself. You can celebrate every day with Hawk Crowder, Solana, and myself from 2 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe. If you are celebrating Hanukkah, very happy Hanukkah. Please eat some for me. I love, oh, I love it all. Those hotkeys. Oh, man. Oh, man. Potato pancakes. It just doesn't get much better than that. If you want to hit me up on social media, probably going to post some pictures for my Hanukkah celebration tonight, which is not a traditional Hanukkah celebration by any means. Of course, I'm a Cajun from South Louisiana, so it's going to be a little different. I have the Titanic Brewery by the U, eating a whole slab of ribs, a blue cheese salad, not to mention some fries. Oh, yeah, and of course, tons of their delicious beer. You can check me out on social media at Dan Day Radio, whether that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or all the weird stuff because sometimes just get into the weird stuff. After all, I played that kind of weird white stripe song, my doorbell, because I don't want to just give you the normal, 
I want to give you something exciting, give you a different perspective into this world. Now, if you want to hear this show or any of the shows you heard previously, Joe Rose Show, Dan Levitard, Hawk and Crowder, real simple. You can get the podcast for absolutely free wherever you get your podcast, the radio.com app, or you can simply go to our website, wqam.com. Remember, if you have any questions or comments for me, at Dan Day Radio on social media, I promise you I'll get back to you ASAP. Ask anyone that's reached out to me on social media or just come down to Titanic tonight. We'll have some beers. We'll have some fun. We'll have a good time. Next up, going to be ESPN Radio for an hour. Then at 8 o'clock, we are going to the football game. That's right. Rams, Patriots. going to be interesting to see what both teams do because this season, you couldn't really predict what either of them going to do. Sometimes you say, oh, the Rams look good. Sometimes you say the Rams look bad. Sometimes you say, oh, the Pats look good. Sometimes you say the Pats look bad. Hopefully the Dolphins just keep looking good. Hopefully you stay feeling good. I am Dan Day, and this has been 560 The Joe Radio Rewind. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.